One thing about coming to this church, you can always be late and still be on time. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson, better known as Tar Baby. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, you can get involved by going to our chat line and whatever your questions or comments are, we will get to them. I don't wear jackets anymore on this stage. I'm sweating already, so that's why I don't have on a jacket. And good morning to everybody here again. Did you know my, my other name is Tar Baby? No. You didn't know? I'm Uncle Tom, the N-word, sellout. You hate your mama, hate your daddy, and now Tar Baby. Some black guy called my show this week, and he was yelling and screaming and carrying on, and he said, you, Tar Baby. And I hadn't heard that, those words in so long, I forgot what it meant. And so my uncle called me up, he's like, what is a Tar Baby? Do, do you, sure, you know what a Tar Baby is? I don't know the origin, but I guess it's a black person. It's a what? I said, I don't know the origin, but I guess it's a black person, like black as tar? Yeah, black as tar. And so in the older days, the good old days, when white people wanted black people in movies, they would paint their faces really black. It would be a white person with a black face, and that person called Tar Baby. And so the light-skinned blacks, when they got mad at the dark-skinned blacks, they called the dark-skinned blacks Tar Babies. And I'm like, wow, what a nice name. <laughs> and then he hung up. But I'm glad you all are here. I'm sorry we're getting started late. Um, I want to talk about, but first, anybody have any questions or anything that you want to deal with before I get rolling? Yes, sir. Because I'm here to help you, and you're here to help me. Yes, sir. Yeah, I had a couple things I wanted to get your thoughts on about the silent prayer. Yes. Um, The first one is, Sometimes after I do it, it's harder to sleep. It takes a little bit longer to sleep. Even though I'm really relaxed and calm, it feels like it's taking a little bit longer right. for some reason. And the other thing, I wanted to see if everyone else has experienced it, where you, when you do it, you don't really want to stop doing it. Whenever you're ready to open your eyes, you want to keep doing it. Um, as far as the sleep thing, I don't know what that is, but don't worry about it. Just let it happen. The one thing I really, really, Mama Mia, want you to do to know today with life, I want you to become a living being. You're just the observer of life, and you have nothing else to do with it. And meaning that you will have no opinion about it, no good or bad about it. You're just simply living your life. And you're going to notice that everything is going to be worked out. So whatever that is, just notice that you're not falling asleep right away. Right. No big deal. Okay. And, and, and make sure we, don't let Satan try to define it for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it means that it's not working. or blah. Pay that no mind. Mm-hmm. Really. It's going to be perfect living life without an opinion. Living life without a definition to anything. Uh, one of the problems that has happened in this country Instead of reminding people that our battle is a spiritual battle, it's either right or wrong, good or evil, nothing else but that, they'll put titles on everything. Oh, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I'm uh, uh, 
post-traumatic stress disorder. And so when they put these titles on it, you forget that it's a spiritual thing. You forget that it has something to do with you being wrong in life, you know, so you don't really look at yourself. But if you leave the titles off, it's going to be amazing. So don't worry about it. Okay. All right. And what was the second part? I noticed that when I, sometimes I'll do it before work or in the morning, I'm starting to do it more. Yeah. But... Because I'm, I'm sort of lost in time. I don't really feel that. And when I'm ready to open my eyes, I don't want to stop. I want to keep yeah. doing that. And you say you've experienced that too? Uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes I don't. Uh, bring the mic to him for me. Yeah. Uh, what does it feel like when it happens to you? Um, basically, just like he said, I, uh, I'm, kind of, uh, I'm kind of in the moment and... I just kind of want to keep doing it. Yeah. But What's I, I, going? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's basically what I've been feeling. The best thing you can do in life is be still and know the truth. Because what's going to happen? You're going to develop. You're like a little baby right now. You know, when you're first born, when a child is first born, the little baby eventually starts just looking around, and then the baby looks at you like you're crazy, and you wonder why are you looking at me, the little baby. And then after a while, the baby try to crawl, right? But then the baby fall. And if no one overreacts, the baby just get up and try to crawl in again. Right. And then the baby start walking. Well, that's what's happening spiritually. And the baby has no opinion about anything. So you've been born again. You return to the father. Now you're just growing and just allow that to happen. And eventually, your whole day would be like that. You would be in perfect peace, mm-hmm. totally aware, and it's going to be amazing. Is, is that sort of like your spirit wanting to keep connecting? Connected with God? to the light. Yeah. Yes, sir. Where everything is. Mm-hmm. Because now the anger is gone, you are a free person, and now you're developing in, into that person. Gotcha. Isn't that nice? It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Amazing. Any other questions? Right here. So uh, I've been sharing your stuff. Is this on? Yeah. I, I've been sharing your stuff with some friends, and uh, I thought I had convinced one to show up today. And this morning, I mean, we made plans a couple of days ago. We confirmed last night. And then this morning, his motorcycle started in work. And he basically talked himself. He has a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him. I said, you know, it it was, you know, the, the enemy that was that stopped your starter from starting and talked you into yeah. whatever reason to not show up today because they yeah. don't want to let you go. So he's probably watching. If you have any words for him, I'm sure he would appreciate. Hey, it. friend, suffer and die. <laughs> <laughs> come next time, friend. He'll come next time. All right, make sure you show up. I, um, yeah, Satan gets in the way of everything. The last thing he wants you to do is let go. The last thing he wants you to do is to admit that you're wrong and then let go. He does not want that to happen because as long as you listen to him, he is your daddy. He really is. But after a while, as you're letting go, you, his voice gets way out there and he cannot control you. It gets to get further and further away. And then if you happen to allow that to happen... It has no authority over you at all. It's mind-blowing. Um, can you guys put some more chairs out? Yeah. Oh, here are two over here. There's two over there, two in the back. Two here, two there. Yeah. 
Amazing. So let go, let go, let go. And the way you let go is doubt everything that your mind tells you. Every thought you get is a lie. Have anybody noticed that and, and, and you're convinced of that now? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. What is it like being convinced of that? It's very freeing. You don't, you're not, like you say, you just, you just kind of live. You don't worry about anything. When you doubt every, every, every thought, you just live. Really. And it's so weird in a good way. Everything is working out. It's so amazing. It is working out. But you got to doubt every thought. The ones that seem good, the ones that remind you of the past, the ones that remind you of the so-called future, it's all lies. It doesn't exist. It really doesn't. And you've been suffering too long because you've been lied to and have not been told the truth as to how to live. It's so simple. It's so easy. It really is. And, and the churches have lied to us too because they have taught us that we need to read the Bible, learn the scriptures, and quote the scriptures. And so you find yourself just quote. I was at the family reunion and I have several cousins who are really into the Bible. And so we were just standing around having a regular conversation. And she just out of nowhere quoted all these. I'm like, what's, just, I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she just quoted the scripture like, we're like the cat jumping over the moon. And she quoted the scriptures about it. And, and no normal, regular talk at all. Just intellectual words with no meaning. That has to stop. It really does. So right on. Any other questions? Okay, I have questions. Yes, James. That's a hate report guy. You, James used the N-word one time. He I did it to me and I'm his boss. I pretend like I was, he thought I was, what, what happened? I forget, but I had something in my hands. And yeah. I came into the studio while you were hosting the show during break. And you pretended to be, you started taking it out of my hands. Right. And I was like, inward. Oh, yeah. Still inward. <laughs> <laughs> and it shocked him, too. It's funny. <laughs> James and his friends, his Asian friends, used to go to the mall. And whenever they saw black people, they would look at them and say, guilty. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> just jokes, just jokes. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, James. So Moxie Girl on the, on the Super Chat yes. is offering matching donations. So anybody who wants to donate on the Super Chat or donate um, up to $300, she'll match. Great. So, Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question, who here has character? You are a man or a woman of character. Nobody? Five people? Can I get six? There's a six. Can, and the rest of you don't have character? <laughs> wow, y'all, you're in the right place. <laughs> so only six people. Wow. Um, you don't have character? Right here. Yes. Oh. No, I wouldn't say that I do. But, uh, you, you do or you don't? Don't. It, you know, at times I might think that I do, but then at other moments it feels like I'm a different type of person. So yeah. I can't say that I have, like, strict... And what is it about you that let you know you don't have it? Doubt. Self-doubt. Oh, okay. Yeah, just... Sometimes if I feel like I have character, if I'm confident, then I, I doubt that. I'll start, you know, getting negative feelings about it. Right. So. What do you think it is? 
I have no idea. You have no idea what no. it is? Oh, you don't? No. It just sounds good, huh? Nice word. Oh, you, I mean, the definition of character? I thought you meant what the negative feeling no, is from. No, character. Oh, um, character, I think, to me, would be with some, it would be a you know, quality that's um, pervasive throughout your life and the way you act and the way you treat people. It's something that you adhere to and maintain regardless of the situation. Right. And uh, live your life based on those values or those ideas. Have you ever had it? I don't think so. I, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I so think about it. So you were born it, without it? I guess, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a brand new baby with no character. <laughs> no, you had it when you were born. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, this is your first time here? Yeah. Uh, and any questions for me? Uh, no, not here. I, I have a appointment with you on Wednesday, though. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so you don't have character? She's shy. <laughs> oh, you know her? Yeah. How do you know her? Oh, it is. Uh oh. <laughs> is he a beta or an alpha? Alpha. Alpha? Mm -hmm. A man with no character is an alpha? In my opinion. <laughs> don't pay any attention to that. <laughs> no. You don't have character? Um, I don't know. I think I do. I'm just really shy. <laughs> oh, you're shy? Yeah. Oh, why? Um, probably, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you ever yell at your boyfriend? I don't know. You never yell at him? No. Wow. <laughs> keeper. That's a keeper. Yeah. So you don't know what it is? No, I'm not sure. I've always, as far as I can remember, I've always been shy. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you don't know what character is? Oh. Well, I guess character is just the, the way you are, the way you... Um, no, I get nervous and I can't <laughs> put my words together. Yeah, just relax. But, yeah. Um, it's just um, how you treat people, how you um, act around in every situation, yeah. anything. And So yeah. what is it like growing up shy? Um, it's stressful. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't speak up for yourself and all that at times? Um, I do Sometimes. Sometimes and sometimes mm -hmm. no? Yeah. And it's stressful in what way? Because I, mostly because I worry about what other people are thinking of me. Yeah. And, and why is that? Um, I think maybe it's just the way I've grown up. Like sometimes I do something like on my, like I make my own choice or something and then like someone in my family or something has like judged me for it. Yeah. And it makes me want to not be myself. Amazing. Mm -hmm. You're going to overcome that today. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. It's so easy to overcome. That's not a problem. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Because that's a horrible way to live. Yeah. How do you see yourself? How do you feel about yourself being that way? Well, that, I don't like that about myself. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that there's good qualities about me. But then I get stressed and um, I concentrate on the negative parts. Yeah. And it's hard. It's easier to focus on the negative than it is the positive a lot. Yeah. And I'm, in those situations, I have no idea how to reassure her. You know, Mike. Uh, let him have the mic there. In situations like that, you know, when she's feeling like that, I have no. I don't know how to, you know, reassure her and make her, you know, focus on the positive and ignore that. Right. I don't know how to do it either, really. Okay. Well, we'll help today. I'm gonna show you how to overcome that. It's so easy. And you're gonna walk out of here with your head high, and speaking up to everybody. All right? And you won't care what anyone thinks. 
Yeah, I definitely do. Um, do you have character? Yeah. And what is it? What is it? Oh, that ahead of my yeah. What is my character? What is character? How oh, do you what do? is character? Yes. Um, I think it's the way you hold yourself, um, the conviction you have. Um, I think it's what makes you unique. Oh, okay. And it's your first time here? Yes. And how do you hear about us? Uh, I, w- I watch your YouTube videos. Oh, well, that's cool. They're so funny, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're really good. <laughs> I don't know where that come from. Really, it just, I think because I'm so relaxed in life, mm. it just happens. Yeah, it just happens, the cameras and everything. Right. A lot of hard work, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, any questions for me? Um, no, not really. Just here to, like, soak everything up and oh. learn. Cool. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank um, you. Let me, out of the six people, let me see your hand again, the one with the character. Okay. Right behind you, Mark. What is it exactly? Um, I think of it as I'm consistent with the things I do when I'm in private. And when I'm out in public. Yeah. That's a nice definition. No one has to be looking for you to have it. Not at all. That's right. Great, man. So this is why I brought that up, brought up this subject. There is a, uh, um, an Asian woman that was hired by the New York Times. You hear about this? And this woman hates men with a passion. And, and I'm going to play the video tomorrow on my show, but she's like, she like hate men and especially white men. I mean, with a passion, and she's been hired by the New York Times. Isn't that something? Uh, can you imagine what would happen if she loved men? She held the press conference. I really love men. Men are great. They would not hire her. They would fire her. Uh, and then there's a black woman from Congo, and she's the woman that climbed the Empire State Building. Right, she looked like a little picking nanny. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, yeah. <laughs> a picking nanny. What's a picking nanny? Isn't that those little dark people from Africa? <laughs> what is it called? Oh, pick me. Pick me or pick If you're from Alabama, it's picking nanny. Picking nanny. <laughs> so there is no such thing as picking nanny? Yes, there is. What's a picking nanny? It's like. Uh, what is that show, Alfalfa? You know, the little girl, she had her hair like... Oh, really? Yeah, they call her Pickin' She oh, was a Pickin' Annie. No wonder my grandmother said, boy, go sit your little Pickin' Annie and look yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is here from a country that you can't have a life, right? And she hates America. She had a second press conference yesterday or the day before. And she was like, F America, you drug dealing. What? And she was speaking so fast we couldn't understand what she was saying. And they were bleeping out all of her nasty words about this country. And she's here for uh, whatever reason. She's a, like a little illegal alien or something, a refugee. And she hates America. And I'm thinking, shouldn't there be like a law that if you come to our country and the moment you turn on the country... They like send you right back over wherever you came from, like that same day. You know, like take one of those pilot plane things when they drop you in a parachute, but don't give her one. <laughs> and take her to her wherever she came from, and just fly right over the land and drop her. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fair? 
How do you come to my house and hate me in my house? But she was going on and on with, with, a, with a hatred I'd never seen before. And I'm like, this person is evil. I've never seen anything like that. That's why I don't let family members come to my house and stay more than two weeks. And I'm like, oh, Jesse, I'd like to come and visit. My first question, how long are you going to stay? Uh, well, I would like to stay between one and two weeks. Give me a date when you're leaving. <laughs> I'm going to leave August 20th. All right, so I'm already counting down the dates. Because on the 20th, they got to go. Otherwise, they take over your house. They eat up your food in the refrigerator. They use your phone. And they, I had to put my son out. He, like, came to visit. And I said, okay, do not use. At that time, I don't think cell phones were real popular. I'm like, and there was a time, young people, when cell phones were unheard of. But I'm like, okay, you can come, but don't use my phone. You can call your mother one time to say, I arrive, and the second time to say, I'm leaving. And then I found out he had made all these long distance calls. I put him out. You got to go. They'll take over your house if you let them, right? So when these people come to our country and they start acting that way, take them out right away. All right, where did you come from? Call in the Air Force or somebody, get rid of them. It's crazy to allow this to happen. It really is. And then another thing is, how many of you keep your word? If you say, okay, I'm going to do it, you do it. And the rest of you don't keep your word. You don't keep your word. You do. Who don't keep their word? Right on. One honest man. And why don't you keep your word? Um, I'm still taking ownership of thoughts that don't belong to me. I don't like that answer. I mean, before now, why do you keep your word before you heard of what we're doing here? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. I mean, why do you... So you don't, you don't keep your word because of thoughts? Sometimes I make a decision, and then I have thoughts that counter that decision, and I, I take hold... And oh, I see. Go back on what I said I was going to do. Really? Yeah. Even if I didn't verbalize it, like in, in my head, say, I'm not going to go hang out with friends. I'm going to go home and do my laundry. And I get home and I just, you know, wash my face and leave immediately. Don't do any of that and go hang out with my friends. And how about when you make a, someone else a promise? All right, I'll be there at 11 o'clock on Monday morning. And do you sometimes not keep your words on things like that? Or I'm going to pay back, I'm going to pay you back the money in two weeks and don't pay back. Yeah, I, I don't keep my word on those things. Really? And why not? Up until recently, I've, I think I've been in a fallen state. <laughs> yeah. I, excuse me. I know I've been in a fallen state. Yeah. And how did you feel not keeping your word when that happened? How did you feel about it? Like I wasn't a man. Yeah. I have a family member who does not keep his word about anything. And so one day I text him, I say, you know, you don't have character. There's something wrong with you. And he texts me back, don't be giving me this nonsense. I'm like, nonsense? How can you trust a human being who will not keep their word and don't have any feelings about it at all? 
that is my, when I was growing up, we kept our word. And if things got in the way where you just couldn't do what you said, we make sure we contact that person and say, you know what, I apologize, I can't do it. But nowadays, people don't contact you or anything. And so now, when this person contact me now, I don't want to talk to them. Because this is a man who does not keep his word, and he doesn't care. And I think a lot of young people are like that. They do not keep their word. If you can't, even when they do a contract with you, um, they don't care about the contract. If you write out a contract, it doesn't matter. That's, that's crazy to me. That's just, how you live in a world with not keeping your word. And how do you trust a person that won't keep their word? What do you do with that person? That's why I don't loan black people money, because they don't pay back. Have anybody noticed that? Yeah, one honest person. Sure, have you noticed that black people don't pay back? Some, sometimes. <laughs> not, not, <clears throat> not all of them, but sometimes they You don't. ever had one to pay you back? Uh, Thank you. Well, I don't really, my friends don't really borrow money. How about those that have? Uh, yeah, uh, partially, and then one not at all. Right. Yeah. And they hide from you. When they don't pay you back, they hide. And then if you happen to catch them down at the drugstore or at the pot store, you're like, where's my money? Why are you asking me about that? <laughs> so you notice black people don't pay back? Yeah. It happened to you? Yeah, I grew up with, I grew up in Inglewood, so I have a lot of black friends and Oh, you grew up in Inglewood? Yeah, some of them don't talk to me because they owe me money. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How do you deal with people who won't keep their word? You can't have any kind of relationship with anyone if they don't keep their word. And I understand things can happen, but notify me. I'll be late, or I'm not coming, or I can't keep my word. I mean, I can't do it or something. And the other thing is, Um, so I want to ask, I want to ask Brendan, since you, since I know that this person think that character is nonsense, keeping your word is nonsense, what should I do with this person? Should I just don't communicate with them? Hmm. <clears throat> um, probably that's, that may be the best thing that you can do, but you always want to hope that they sort of see the light, and if you have the opportunity to see them later, you can try to determine if things have changed with them, because sometimes they do. Yeah. But I think the thing is that I find I, I always am doubting that they're telling the truth or they're going to do something. You can't something. trust them, that's right. You can't trust them, and so it's like, you know what they say about take it with a grain of salt? They'll, they'll tell you I'm going to be there at 5, yeah. but you can't have any expectation that that's actually going to happen. You always have to sort of hedge your bets that what happens if they're not going to do it because I you, think you it can't depend. To me, it would be best just not to have anything to do with them. Right. Who want to go through all that? You know, I wonder if they're going to show up or not. Right. Yeah. yeah, you can't hang your hat on it. You can't, like, make plans around it because you've got to always assume it may not happen. Yeah. So, therefore... 
for your own sanity, it's probably better just not to mess with them. Yeah. Un- unless they're family or, or work or something where you have to be around them. Have you ever dealt with a person that you couldn't trust? Yes. Because, and, and what was it like for you dealing with that kind of person? Very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And so it brings a negative to my life that, yes. that I, don't, I don't really want to have to deal with. Yeah. And you shouldn't deal with that. Right. Once you know that a person will not keep their word, drop them. It's a waste of time. Drop yeah. them like a hot cake because they, it's nothing but trouble. And, and, you and it, it always keeps you on edge. And then if you're dealing with somebody else, you've got to say, well, they may not do that or they may, that may not be true. Yeah. And so then you're sort of making up for their shortcomings yeah. if it's associated with you. So it's just easier not to be around them. Absolutely. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to drop this person. I'm going to tell them tonight. I'm going to say I talked to Brendan today. <laughs> <laughs> and she suggested that I drop you. It's a family member, so it'll be easy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, sir. So when you're in a fallen state, like the gentleman mentioned, and you're making you know, errors, you're not being who you're really supposed to be. Right. And so when you do awaken, and now you're on track to be that man or woman, do you... Can't, don't you should you give them another opportunity to prove self? Because I know I was on the other, I, I was on the falling side. Now turning around and being, you know, working hard to be that man. I, I know some people say, yeah, that guy. Uh, uh-uh. but if you give me an opportunity to show face, I'll show you the guy who I was meant to be. Now, if they came back and say, you know what, I apologize the way I was. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Then yes. Okay. But if they don't. Admit to being wrong, then no. So I got a lot of apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that? You've been a man that you yeah, could not Yeah, I wouldn't keep my word. I'll say one thing. Or I'll say what I thought you wanted to hear to get what I needed. Yeah. Yeah, I was that guy, unfortunately. But That's totally amazing. Not, yeah, and I, I own up to it. I was that guy. And so you owe a lot of people apolo- an apology? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so I would apologize. Okay. Um, because it's going to be hard to trust you otherwise. It really will. And I can you know, I will understand why they wouldn't want to trust you. Is this your first time here? Second time. I was at, came here to meet your Uncle Jesse. I call you Uncle oh, Jesse. Oh, yeah. That's my nephew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So By a different family. On yesterday, yeah, to be a part. Yeah, be a, right be a part on. Any of questions service. for me? Uh, no, just, I just love everything, what you're doing, the respect. And uh, just I awakened so much. I came here with my wife, Marquita. Oh, and, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, wife, Marquita. <laughs> So and so good. is he Afro or Beta? He's definitely Alpha. And how do you feel about that? I love it. Uh, he knows who he is. Uh, it's very clear. Um, and he helps me. So, um, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. And so at one time he was Beta male, right? Weak. And how did you feel about that? <laughs> Eli, Still I love this weak him, man. Um, you know, um, <laughs> You respected him as a beta male? Well, I did. No, women don't respect beta male. I didn't know the difference, though. But you knew the weak, though, right? Well, I made excuses for it because, you know, I felt like he, you know, he's the youngest of four sisters. And so I felt like, you know, that was his experience, you know. Right. Some men who grow up in households like that without the father figure, no alpha, you know, to teach him to be an alpha. You know, you think that that's normal. That's what, you know, 
what it was. And so that's why I was able to respect him because I myself didn't know the difference. Oh, I you see. You know what I mean? So I know what you mean. So, but, yeah, but I do appreciate the difference. So what's going to happen when you can't control him at all? I know I don't want to, though, you know. Um, I heard that before. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. want to control him. Yeah. I love uh, how things are now. Yes. And I look forward to, you know, where we're going. Women want strong men. And the reason they want it because of that spiritual order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. From God through Christ, through the man, through the woman, through the children. They really want that. And it's just so unfortunate what has happened in this country to men. That they, I mean, just af- uh, beta males all over everywhere. And unless we turn this around, it is over. And it's going to hurt, the, continue to hurt the women and children just like it would hurt the man if he's not getting his love from Christ. So you're absolutely right. Well, that's great, man. That's a nice report. So you feel freer now? Oh, absolutely. I'm in such a better place, uh, can, you know, continuing with growth, but just awaken now. Yeah. And everything that I thought I knew, yeah. I didn't even know. So now I'm having to re-educate myself. That's and right. it's beautiful. It's actually, I'm letting go. Like you told me, you say, just live, man. Don't let what you did in the past beat you up. Because that's what I was doing. Right. I was listening to the voices. I was, you know, and it was just, it was beating me down. And I couldn't. And once you told me that, I was like, wow. Yeah. You, you told me I needed to apologize to my wife. And I did. she can say I, I, I apologize to her. Cool, man. And it just, it's just been, it's been a release. Did you deal with your mother, too? Well, she she passed away, her and my grandmother. And I really had hate for my grandmother because my mother was afraid of her mother and she didn't know and things that I saw. And I went, once I prayed and asked for forgiveness, it just, it, 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 it just left me. It was just weight just left me. And then yeah. when you told me the situation in regards to... Uh, my wife and I, and I, it just left me, and it's just, it's just been growth, and I'm just so thankful. It's That's so amazing, thankful. So, man. Yeah. So I really appreciate, yeah, the teach your teachings. I really appreciate, it. and even positioning us to be, to without even having you around, you understanding, and you know what to do. You know, it's not right, just because it's lead, inside lead, of you, right? Absolutely. The same source that showed it to me is now showing it to you, and he's been there all along. Absolutely. It's just that due to the wrong type of education and then the anger that you have, you're not being guided by that source. But he's inside of all of us, really, and just waiting for us to admit that we're wrong. That's all it takes. That's great, man. You don't want a leader. It's abnormal to have a physical leader because who is leading the physical leader? Who is leading the person that's leading you? And so God has made it where he would, the Holy Spirit would guide us. And he's inside of everybody. And it's so amazing. And once you let that anger go, he's going to come alive. You're going to wake up. And you no longer need a physical leader. And, and, and I've been telling, especially black folks for a long time, you don't need a preacher. You don't need a politician. You don't need a civil rights leader. You just need to return to your father within and overcome. Wake up. So right on, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate That's it. That's amazing. I, um, and the reason I brought up this woman from the New York Times and this black woman from Congo and people who don't um, keep their word is because these people lack character. They don't care about that at all. And they are evil people, and we should not listen to these folks. 
we're following what they say and what they do. And they make up words like racism, sexism, homophobism, Islamophobism. And then we find ourselves saying the same thing. And it doesn't make sense. If we're children of God, why are we using the language of the children of the lie? It's just we're never going to get things right as long as we're doing this. And we should not be afraid of them. It's a mistake to be afraid of the children of the lie because they don't have any power. They don't have any authority. If they can't make you afraid or or intimidate you in some kind of way or call your name and you back down, you would notice that they have no authority at all. None. They don't have it, I'm telling you. They don't have any power. That's why they have to make up fancy words and they always change the words. And then they make the words personal and it looked like if you were going against the words, you were wrong for going against it. Like abortion, for an example. A woman's body, I mean, her body, her choice. That's a dumb idea. It's not her body. Our bodies are the temper of God. We don't own these bodies. We didn't make the bodies. We don't own the bodies. And we don't own the baby that's passing through the body. But the children of the lie made that, a, it sound fancy, it sound good. And the people go around, oh, her body, her choice. I've had preachers to tell me that. But that's a lie. In all, in all honesty, we should not be putting tattoos and things on our bodies. We should keep it clean inside and out. And I'm glad no one here has tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Why that laugh? Y'all have tattoos, huh? You have a Mary? No. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, no. Um, so we have to really rethink. Once you wake up, though, it changed automatically. You're not going to have fear. You're not going to have doubts. I, never, I had fear. Uh, uh, I had doubts. I had worries. I had insecurities. I couldn't speak up. And I used to try hard to speak up, right? And sometimes I would convince myself. I'm going to speak up today. And so when someone says something that I don't agree with, the words are like be coming up really fast from here. And then they get right here just locked in my throat. <laughs> and, and if I'm able to get it out, it's so weak it had no authority. Yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you got my word on this, and I can't make a promise because only God can make promises. I mean, only God can do it. Once you let that anger go, you're going to wake up and everything is going to change. You will have no more fear, no more doubts, no more worries, no more insecurities. You will stop making decisions. You will stop uh, having opinions. You, but you're going to be able to see and you're going to see right from wrong. And when you see it, you're going to discern it. And discernment is without the anger, without the hate. And you will be able to deal with it. You won't be weak, but you just won't hate because when you're angry, you're weak. But without the anger, you're strong because that's of God. And so character is the light of God unto our feet. It's about his love guiding us. We're returning to love, right? And in that love, everything is there. Life is there, and it will just come out of you automatically without your help. You won't feel it, taste it, or touch it, but you'll live it. You will see what to do and do it. You will see what not to do 
and not do it. It won't be an issue. You will speak up. You won't hate anyone. You will love all people. And not to love with the emotion, you just won't judge them. You'll see that they're wrong, but you won't hate them for being wrong. And you won't turn on people that have helped you along the way. I see that a lot, too. People are turning on people who have helped them along the way, and then the relationship ends. And, and even if the person turns against you because you are a man or woman of character, you will not attack. You wish them well. But I know so many people who have been helped along the way, the relationship ended, and they go out and talking about the person, attacking them. How can you be that way, you know? Anybody ever done that? Someone helped you along the way, and then the relationship ended, and now you go out and, or you have gone out and attacked them? You have? Right there. That, even when I, before I woke up, we were taught in Alabama to always appreciate what people do for you along the way. Because that's how you get help from people along the way in life, right? And the relationship might not last forever. Most of the time it won't. But be grateful for what that person did to help you along the way. Don't, even if they went out and started putting you down, just wish them well. Do not put them down. Be grateful for And these people that are coming into our country, they're not grateful. They come into our country, they have no appreciation for it at all. Yes, ma'am. Um, it's, sometimes it's hard for me when, um, when, when there's a break in the relationship. Um, I get a little insecure and I want to talk to somebody about it. Did I make the right decision, you know, cutting right. them off? Um, they helped me with this, that, and the other thing, and maybe I made the wrong decision in cutting them off, but I, I know deep down that, that I, it was the right decision. And you go and talk about the person. So did they help you along the way? And then something happened, and then you went and talked about them? I, I, I don't want to, like, um, it's, it's not in a way of, um, of, you know, trying to hurt them or whatever. It's, it's my own insecurity of saying, you know, I went ahead and cut it off. Did I do the right thing? Right. You doubt yourself. Yeah, doubt myself. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah, well, that's going to end. I'll tell you how to get past that. Okay. Because... You have to have appreciation for all things. Appreciation is the fear of God. You know how it says fear God in the Bible? And so when you wake up, you're going to be having this great, easy, simple life. And sometimes you're going to reflect on your life in your quiet time, right? And you're going to reflect. You're like, wow, that's amazing what he's done for me or brought me the situations that I've been in. And he's brought me through those situations. And that's what it means to fear him. Because you don't ever want to go against that. You don't want to ever show a lack of appreciation to God. Just like you would with your neighbor, with your friends, whomever helped you along the way. You want to always appreciate that. And it's, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. It's like, it's love. It's love. That's what it is. But you've got to have that appreciation. And just know relationships with human beings not going to last most of the time. They come and go. And that's fine. It's the way of life. It's not a big deal. But you got to always appreciate what people do for you along the way. Because it's God who sends those people to you to help you along the way. 
He worked through others to help you along the way as you help others along the way. And to turn on them is pure evil. Pure, it shows a lack of love. Isn't that amazing? Anybody disagree with that? No? Okay. I want to... Um, did anybody bring a Bible today? Oh, one innocent child. <laughs> Can you turn to First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen for me? Go, yeah, go with the mic. This is so beautiful. I want you to hear this clearly. All right, it's so nice. I've gotten so much help since starting Barn. It's been amazing. From people I didn't know, never heard of, just out of nowhere. Out of the invisible, they came into the visible. They helped me along the way, and then they went their way. I will always appreciate those people. Always. When I was in my 20s, I had a, a, a friend that I knew. Well, I don't know if he was a friend, but I knew him. And um, I used to help him because he had some problems. And then he got mad at me once, and then he just went out there and just started bad-mouthing me, right? And I would get this stuff back from the people you were talking to, and I'm like, oh, no problem. And when I would see him, I still treated him the same. And years went by, and out of nowhere, he came to me and he said, you know, I noticed that I've been talking about you, I've been lying about you, you treated me well, and still, I haven't heard anything you said about me negatively, right? He said, I feel guilty, and I'm wrong, and I'm sorry. I was wrong. And that's real love. And this was before I really woke up. But we were taught in my days to always treat your neighbors the way you would like to be treated. We were not taught that the white man is bad, the white man hates you. They said there's good and bad in all human beings. Treat people the way you would like to be treated. But parents don't teach that to the children now. We don't hear a lot about that at all now. And that's a turning away from what is right. You have it? What was the chapter? Oh, chapter 13, verse 1 through 3. How many people brought their cell phones today? See, everybody got their cell phones. I have a Bible on the cell. Oh, okay. Right on. Oh, okay. That's cool. You want to read it for me? Oh, you don't want to read it? You can read it from there. Yeah, how old are you? All right. How old are you? And so what would happen if you read that for me? Oh, let her have a mic. You were what? I would say I'm a lot. Um, yeah, that's fine. Adults say stops, that now. It stops my reading. It slows me down. Really? So I don't, even in the classroom, I don't even like to do it. So. Wow. How long you been that way? I've been like that since I first started school. So in kindergarten. And I so you can turn the mic for me. And I never liked to, to read It happened in kindergarten? All. What caused that to happen in kindergarten? It caused to happen because I used to think um, other people used to read faster than me. And I used to read slow because my mom said that it was in California that I say I'm a lot. So 
it just stops my reading, even though I say it in my sentences when I talk to people right. sometimes. Yeah. But not all the time when I'm nervous, though. I'm sorry your mother said that to you. There's nothing wrong with saying, um, adults say that now. I've asked so many adults a question, and they would go, um, <laughs> anybody ever heard that from adults? Uh, that boy does it all the time. <laughs> Joel, he go like, um, on the radio. Um, so it's no, really, it's no big deal. And if you want to get over that, I'm sorry your mother said that to you, don't worry about that at all. It's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. Okay. And if you read slowly, no problem. I can't read at all. <laughs> you should hear me reading. It's awful, but I do it anyway. All right? So you want to get past that? Sure. All right. Let me hear you read 1 through chapter 13, 1 through 3. Okay. Do I speak with the tongues? A little louder for me. Okay. Do I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brace or brass, what? Brass or a, a clanging, what's that word? Symbol, and through I have the gift of, that one's cut off. Prophecy and understand all mysteries and all unledged knowledge and do have the faith. So, so I could remove mountains and have not love. Love, I am nothing. And through I am besto. Besto. Yeah, best up. Okay. All, all the goods to feed the poor, the, and through the, I give my body to t- burn and have not love it profit. Profits mean nothing. Amazing. Thank you. And so you're 10 years old, right? And for you to read that at 10 years old, that's something else. You're going to become the best reader on this side of heaven. <laughs> All right? Thank you. So don't forget, forget about ah. Uh. If you say um, that's why. Oh, don't say it all the time. All right? It's not a big deal. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Amazing. Um, just to have it on record, will you read it for me too? This is so important, so good. This is the version of the Bible that Jehovah's Witnesses read. Oh, um, I don't want I'm not sure what it's called. <laughs> I'm not either. My father you is. You got the wrong Bible on your phone. <laughs> My father is. Oh. <laughs> so he wanted me to get this uh, app on my phone. So I said, Your okay. father is a Jehovah Witness? Yes. You've been traumatized? No. Actually, he, his wife, uh, his second wife, not my mother, um, she got him into it. Oh, so this, no, I have not been traumatized. Oh, this by was that. after he left home. He became a uh, Jehovah yes. Witness. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow, so. you, I'm glad for you. <laughs> a Jehovah Witness is hard. It's uh, it's a bit different. It's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just hear it anyway. Sure. If I speak in the tongues of men 
and of angels but do not have love, I have become a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the sacred secrets and all knowledge, and if I have all the faith so as to move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my belongings to feed others, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I do not benefit at all. Amazing. Period. And that's the truth, so help me God. You can have all the degrees that you want. You can have an MSD, YHD, PhD, DHD. If you don't have love, you have nothing. You can quote the Bible until the cows come home. Up and down, if you don't have love, you have nothing. You can have Donald Trump's money. If you have love, you have nothing. You can have the, what seemed to be the perfect wife or a perfect husband. If you don't have love, you literally have nothing. You can speak in tongues. You can lift up holy hands. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. And that's the truth. And that's why you got to return to love by forgiving. You must drop the anger so you can return to the love of God, the love of your father. And the only way that you're going to get there is by forgiving. No one shall enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you forgive. It's just not going to happen. And once you forgive, you enter into the kingdom, you wake up and you just live. Really, you just live your life. Just like the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. They just live. And we are worth more to him than they are, than they are worth. And he loves us, but he can't help you as long as you have one iota of anger. There's no other way out. And it's just that simple. And if you examine your life and you do all this stuff and you think you're smart, you think you're cute, you think you're this, you're deceiving yourself. You're nothing. You're nobody. Your ego is lying to you, making you think friendship, material things and all that is important. It's nothing. You're going to have that stuff anyway. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. Yes, sir. So, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. I mean, I know you speak a lot about, you know, forgiving <laughs> mother and father, but when you say forgive, do you mean everyone who's ever wronged you in your entire life? Well, what happens is, and what happened to me, and I've heard it now from a whole lot of folks, once you forgive your parents, then it's clean. You're fine. You know, I mean, if there's somebody you really did a horrible thing to and you want to go and say, hey, I was wrong, I'm sorry, that's fine. But once you forgive your parents, especially the father, you return to him and through him you go back to God, which is your original nature, you're fine. That's all it takes. Have you gone to your mother and forgiven her yet? No. And why not? Uh, I'll speak with you about that on Wednesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> you scared, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't even know, really. I'm not sure. I'm not scared, but I don't. I don't want to. Basically, I don't want to hurt her. I can't. I don't want to see her upset. Beta. I know, right? And but that's the only thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say to you, Wednesday, because I mean, you're not Wednesday. Whatever you're coming, I don't know. I don't know why. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna have to refer you to forgive your mother, because it's not gonna happen until you forgive. And why, why do you think you were hurt her feelings? Uh, I just think that she, well, because she doesn't perceive herself as ever doing anything wrong, I believe, which, you know, is obviously No fallen state person does. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, 
No one wants to see their mother cry. Why not? She made you cry. No, she never No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but look, you're never going to be free, though. All you're going to say, you're not attacking her. You're going to say, hey, mom, you, when I was growing up, you were crazy. You were insane. You, you drove me nuts. You killed the dog, the cat, the flowers, <laughs> and the trees. And I realize now that you can't help yourself. I become like you. And I understand now that you can't help yourself. I'm sorry for holding that against you. Yeah. That's all you're going to do. You're not attacking her. Yeah. You're overcoming I mean, her because right now you have her nature. It sounds like the two things, you know, saying I forgive you or saying I'm sorry for holding that against you or, some not, or you know, are synonymous, but are they the same yeah, thing? Yeah, when you, you say I'm sorry for holding that against you, you are saying I forgive so you. So that is a, that is a yes. form of forgiveness. Okay. Yeah, but you're never going to be free and you would never be any good to yourself or any woman. And when you say I'm sorry for uh, holding this against you, you have to specify exactly what those things are that you held against Well, don't plan. The words will come. Because that's what I keep doing is planning it out. I even take notes on my phone for it. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> I can see him now in his mother's house. Wait, let me get my phone. <laughs> Exactly. I'm sorry for that day in 1990. <laughs> no, do not plan. That's Satan, your father, the devil, trying to get you to plan. Now you know that you're wrong for holding grudges. The words will come. And you might only need one word. Okay. Do not plan. Yeah, I just, I just feel, the reason I plan is because I feel like once I start it, I'll freeze up and I won't know what to say. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. You won't. It'll be the last time you ever have fear. You would never fear another human being. Because you fear your mother because you resent her. And she controls you. And every woman you get involved with is mama. Not this one. That's what you think. Yeah. Uh, Wait until you marry her. She ain't that shy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say earlier really quick. I don't want to hog time. But no, she you're said, not. She said alpha and then, you know. You don't agree necessarily, but you I think can't I, be a, an alpha male if you hate your mother. Yeah, but I think a lot of people perceive me as an alpha in certain situations, oh, especially okay. at work, because I I mask the insecurities with aggression or with yeah. anger. Oh. I won't, you know, I won't take accept insults or anything like that, and I always command situations. So it's I think people confuse that with someone that's confident. Right. But I'm not. A lot of women. Um, uh, you know, you have gang members like Crips and Bloods, and they seem tough and all that. They think that's masculinity, too. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's an alpha male. And they're covering it up. I mean, a beta male. Sorry. Right, yeah. Beta male. <laughs> and they're covering it up. They hate their mothers, and so they, 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 they're covering it up. Um, so you could save yourself some money unless you just want to talk Wednesday. No, I have a lot Because of I'm going to refer you back to your mother. <laughs> have yeah. you forgiven your father? Yeah, I did. You went to him? Over the phone. Yeah. And what happened? How did it go? It went well, actually. I just don't know if I did it right. What did you do? I have to get my notes out for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You think that it went well, though? Yeah. And why do you think it went well? Because after, after I did it, Something changed. I felt weird, too. I got, like, goosebumps. It was weird. Yes. I told her that. It was, and then um, he, act, he started acting completely differently than he ever had in the past. He has a lot of regret. He was an alcoholic from my childhood. and he, uh, he became giddy almost after I said that. All fathers, uh, let me just, maybe accept you to the room, but all fathers love their children. They really do. And it's just been such a lie that 
fathers don't love their children. They call them deadbeat fathers. It's just that they didn't know how to deal with the mothers because they didn't overcome their mother. So they end up bailing out or submitting to it or, uh, or whatever, right? Yeah. I was just thinking this morning, it's horrible that fathers don't protect their children from their mothers. How do you, how are you married to a woman, you see what's going on, and you just let them screw up your kids? Yeah, what my mom did was she would spend entire days explaining to me how all men are evil. Yeah. My dad's a horrible man. Yeah. And so I always, when I would get in relationships, I would see myself as a creep for, you know, just for dating a woman or seeing, you know, for wanting things. Yeah. Just because that's the the image that had been portrayed to me, at least from her for my entire childhood. So I've been questioning only over the past year or two or... um, how much of it was true if he was abusive because I don't remember a lot of it so no he wasn't yeah it's all lies yeah and I, I asked her you the other day just, you know I asked her uh, some questions just to see like about the abuse and stuff and it was still the exact same and she went into a whole rant about how you know he's a horrible man but she, I've, I've noticed she does it with my sister's boyfriends too so yeah I think it's yeah and once you get married she's going to give your wife hell and unless you overcome her you won't be able to stop it yeah. Because you're afraid of mama. I don't want her to cry. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just something to be hard to see. You know, It's a natural, instinctive thing, I think. You know, what is? One wants to see their, their mother hurt, especially because of something. They no, that's say. not natural. You don't think it's natural? 100% not natural. Yeah. Right. You want to be able to love your parents. And it's not an emotional love. It just means you don't want to judge them. You want to love them. And when you're angry at your parents like that, you don't love them. You don't love anyone. Yeah. You love no one. If you are angry at one person, you're angry at all. Yeah, let me you tell have you no love. Really quick, I didn't even realize that I had anger towards her. Yeah. I only found you about three months ago or so, and I didn't realize I had this anger until about a month ago. I, we were, we've been talking about it, and I just, yeah. it hit me like, yeah, that's, that's what's wrong. Yes. But, so I'm, yeah. And I'm telling you, man, you go and forgive her, it's going to be all over. You can now live your life with... And you're going to have perfect love operating through you. It's going to blow your mind. But it's not going to happen until you go and face her. Yeah. Not on the phone. you got to face her. Yeah. Yeah, she's not far, so. She's not what? She doesn't live far, so that won't be hard. So will you do it? Yeah. Will you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. One more time. Will you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. All right. Take your girlfriend with you. She'll protect you. You think it's is it okay to have someone with you though? No. Yeah, I don't think so. He like is it okay to have someone? <laughs> well, I need her to protect me. <laughs> no, but do it, man. You'll be free. All we'll right. talk when you come in. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go. There's no other way out. There's no other way out. Go and forgive, and I will forgive you, meaning God, and He'll set you free. He'll just wipe it away, and it'll be as though you never were in that condition at all. It's gonna yeah. be mind blowing. Yeah, my anger, my anger is probably a 10 out of 10. I'm constantly furious, like full of rage. It's, yes. It's weird. you just like her. You I become like who you're angry at. You're not yourself. Yeah. You think and feel like a woman. Yeah, she's an angry person too. So. Who? My mom is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're just like her. Yeah. You are a woman. Oh, man. <laughs> Fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to do it, man. Yeah. Ah, he's turning it in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. Yeah, there's no way around it. You've got to go and forgive. 
and everything would change. Really, I'm telling you, read the Bible, going to church, uh, feeding the hunger, and whatever you do, is nothing. It's not going to make you free. You got to forgive. And once you do, once you do, it's over. You can live. You come back to yourself as a child, when you, the way you were prior to the trauma. It become amazing. Yeah. I know this isn't the lock your door hour. That's my name on it. So what? Lock your door hour. That's the <laughs> name you might have recognized before. But um, my dad did bring us to church. It was one of those large churches. It was. Um, he did or didn't? He did. Yeah. He, was, he became a born again Christian, but I think he just replaced the alcoholism with that. Yeah. And uh, I must have gone, I don't know, you know, hundreds of times, if not thousands. And I never got one message from me. I never took anything positive home with me. I didn't even understand what was going on yeah. on stage. Right? Yeah. Because the preachers don't understand either. They yeah. hate their mothers. They They're afraid. The, They're using people for money and power. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so simple. So I was disillusioned, you know, for, and I haven't been to any church in 15 years or so. I think this is the first time. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to church. Thanks. <laughs> Are you living with your girl? Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I thinking about that right now? What are you thinking about? You don't like that. Yeah. And why not? And not that I don't like it, but why you should not be doing it? You know, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I know I've heard you say things like it gives her power over you or yeah. control over you. And she wants a man that she can respect. But if you're living with her and you're you know, sexing with her and all that kind of stuff... She's never going to respect you. Yeah, but I have to live with her because she told me that I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Did you move her to her place? No. Oh, okay. Um, that has to end. Really, are you guys going to get married eventually? Yeah. You look like you're lying. No, there's just something, there's something else. That, there, there's more to cheap it. cheap grin. Yeah. <laughs> there's more to the story. Are you going to marry her eventually? Yeah. Is he going to marry you? Yes. How do you know? <laughs> Let him. Bring the other mic there. How do you know for sure he's going to marry you? Because I believe him when he says that. You believe him? Yeah, that he's telling the truth. Never, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 <laughs> never, ever, 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 never. <laughs> Ladies, hear me out. Never believe a man that's having sex with you, that he's going to marry you. <laughs> and if he marry you, and he's having sex with you before marriage, he's going to cheat on you. Because he's about sex. He's in a father's state. He doesn't love you. He doesn't even know you. Because when he has sex with you, he's just awakened emotionally. And then if he does, if you are able to trick him to marry you, you're going to hate him. Because he'll be worth a dime. He'll be nothing. So let's do it. It's time that we start doing it the right way. And I understand it. I went through all that too. So, But and I'm telling you from just knowing, you've got to do this the right way if you want this marriage to last. Because you're going to be the head of your wife. And if you don't lead in the right way with the right character, being who you say you are, faith in God, and then being that, not just talking about it, but become a living being, it's not going to work. And if you have children, she's going to mess your kids up. She won't be able to help it because she resents you for being weak. 
What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, there's there's a little more to the story that we'll, I won't say here, but oh, I'll okay. talk with you about it. Yeah. All right. It won't make you happy. That way. <laughs> there's, you don't have to do that part. Though. You don't have to do that. Even if you can't move, you can live in separate bedrooms. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so you want to get over the shyness? Yeah. You got to forgive your mother. Have you done it? You already know that? I, I know I have to, but I haven't done it yet. Why have you done it? Look, when you hear this truth, go right away and do it. Don't put it off because tomorrow is not promised to you. And then you're going to love your parents in the right way. It's not like you're not going to love your parents, but you're going to love them as an individual, not out of guilt. You, don't, you, won't, you won't be forced to love them. You won't have to let mama come over every holiday. You know that, like, mom, you can't come over today. Why not? Because I say so. <laughs> you know, and she won't move next door. You know to have mama follow you all around the world. Okay, we're moving to uh, Hawaii tomorrow. All of a sudden, she got to go to Hawaii. And you're too weak to say no. You're supposed to get married, get your family, and go off and live and create your own family. She's not supposed to be there with you. All she does is bring mess. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> and so, are you going to do it? I am. And then, once you do it, the shining will disappear. Okay. That makes sense? It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you afraid to face her? I'm only afraid because she's a, she holds grudges, and she never, ever lets them go. Right. And I know she'll try and keep the rest of my family away from me. That's fine. Let them go. You, have, you start your own family. Mm-hmm. But that's where your shyness comes from. Yeah. You resent her, so you're afraid of her, and you can't speak up. You yeah. can't be yourself. But that will change. Mm -hmm. All right? Okay. Any questions about that? No, that makes a lot of sense. Do you know how to do it? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me an example real fast. Um, I'm going to say that um, I'm sorry for holding a lot of negative emotions against you uh. and for letting you control my thoughts and... Um, for having your judgment control me and how I act towards everyone and Good. how I feel about myself. And once you do it, if she starts screaming, you know, she have a hissy fit, right. you just stand there and kind of look at her. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, look at her. She's trying to control me. Yeah. Because that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. And if she can get you to overreact, she still holds control yeah. over you. And so just look at her, and if she starts crying, because she's going to try three different things. Mm -hmm. She's going to yell and scream. If she does, just look at her. She's going to start crying. I did my best. It was your daddy. Mm -hmm. I brought you into this world. I carried you for nine months. Just watch her go through those emotions. Yeah. And then if she fall out and die, <laughs> look at her like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> She is dead. <laughs> I wonder if she has any insurance. <laughs> and then uh, go in the kitchen and look in the drawer. Uh -huh. <laughs> the insurance papers are there. Okay. And then don't tell your other family members. Okay. Go and get a little cheap casket. <laughs> have a quick funeral and take the other money. Go get married and live your life. Perfect. Okay. All right. I'm telling you, life would change once you do that. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. It does. It All right. Mm -hmm. How about your father? Um, my mom controls my dad completely. Yeah. Completely, he's never been a, an actual father to me. Like, 
because of her. He, she controls all the money. He can't make any decisions. He's never stood up for me, ever. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk to him about yeah. that so you can forgive him. Mm-hmm. Just say, what happened to you that you're so weak and pathetic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did that happen to you, Dad? You wouldn't even protect me from my mother. Mm-hmm. You saw what was happening. And let him tell you about it. And forgive him. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and so are you agreeing with me that you guys should wait until marriage before you do the other thing? The sex thing? <laughs> I understand, yeah. <laughs> do you agree? I, <laughs> I agree. I'm sorry? I agree. I can't hear you. I agree. Yeah. Believe me, if you, just, if you get date for a year with no sex, mm-hmm. you get to know each other. You don't know each other yet. Mm-hmm. Really. And then you might like each other, and then you can get married. But then at least if you don't like each other, you can walk away from it without suffering through it. You won't feel lonely and depressed and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's the sex thing that makes people lonely and depressed because you become attached to one another, emotionally attached. And it's, you're dying rather than living. And so don't do it. In do general, you, do, you, do you think a lot of women know that and use that as a tool? Or do you just think it's, it's something that comes out? Naturally? They use it as a tool, as a way of controlling you. But intentionally, you think it's yeah. intentional? Yeah, because they're not that into it. But they see that you are. And so they're like the drug dealer. And you're the drug addict. And so they're like, okay, here it is. But they know they have control of you. That's why when they get mad at you, they make you sleep on the couch. <laughs> but yeah, they know. And you can't be strong, meaning that you can't do the right thing as long as you're into that before marriage. And once you get married... You're still going to be weak, and then you're going to have all your children, and then you stop having sex and get your strength back and guide your family. Because God can help you out. Because without marriage, you're in hell. You have a relationship that's being made in hell, and there's no way out. That makes sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm 100% on board with it, right. yet, but give me some time. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Keep on living. <laughs> Let me, did I see your hand? Yes. Yeah, I just. Hold on, wait a minute here. I just had a question. Is anger, um, is it the same thing as like when you feel like frustrated or like disillusioned at someone? Like yeah, when? it all comes from anger. Because what happens when you're angry, you're disconnected from the tree of life. And Satan is your father. He's the great deceiver. And so he's always setting up situations that can frustrate you, that will cause you to become depressed or cause you to worry. He's always adding on to something in order to totally destroy you, to kill you. But if someone keeps like breaking their promises because they don't have character, is that like the, the same thing? Like it's does that causes you to like feel anger towards that person? If you have anger, but if you have perfect love, you won't have anger toward that person. You will have compassion, and you'll be able to get away from it. Okay. You'll just be able to walk away. But if you judge them, if you have anger, Satan tell you, oh, just stay a little longer. It's going to work out. No problem. And, you, and, and then that person will tell you, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to do it. But he's lying. Or she lying to you, mm-hmm. and you just find yourself in this situation because you don't have that love to get away from it. 
That makes sense? Yes. Are you feeling irritated at someone? Um, I am. I just feel like there, there's someone, like, who just, like, I, I just don't know how to deal with it anymore. Like, just keeps on, like, breaking their promises. And it's just frustrating. And why do you still, why do you keep dealing with them? Why don't you just walk away? Because it's family, so I feel like I kind of have to deal with it. No, you don't. Okay. That's another lie that's given to you from your father to devil. But is that like anger, though? Is yeah, that like, 100% okay. anger. Because, listen, and then I got to end. Once you let go of that anger, you're not going to, you won't feel anything in here. In here, right? You're protected from all that. And you'll be able to see what to do and deal with it. But you won't feel anything about it at all. The only way you're feeling frustration because you have anger and you have an agenda. Mm-hmm. You have a plan. And that plan is not going the way you want it to go. And you're frustrated. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So it's not that person's fault. It's your fault. Okay. And so you're blaming them because you can't get your agenda through. Yes. That makes sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so you can't be mad at, at, at that person or those people because you have an agenda. When you have perfect love, you don't want anything from anyone. You can take it or leave it. Nothing is that important that you hold on to her and become frustrated, and now you got to take medication. <laughs> and the person's still messing up. It's you the problem, not them. Okay. Because you want something from them. I just hate people breaking their promises, that's all. Right, because you have an agenda. If you didn't have that anger, it wouldn't matter. Like with this family member, the moment they said character is nonsense, right away I realized what I was dealing with. And and I'm not mad or nothing. I'm just saying it's so amazing that you can live that way. But it's you and not them. And you have an agenda, right? Yes. And what do you want? What's your agenda? Um, I'd rather not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I understand. But you now see it's you and not them. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I want you to see. Okay. Amazing. Whenever you're mad at someone, it's not them, it's you. You want something from them and you can't get it and you're ticked off. Have you noticed that? And then you're like, you're a mean, nasty person. You're not a Christian. And then, and then if they still don't give it to you after calling them names, you go and bake a cake. Let's go out to dinner. I'll treat. And then if you still don't get it, you go nuts. But cut it out. Yes, sir. Hi. Um, could you talk about the myth and the lie of the homosexual and lesbian, and how anger... Lesbians! <laughs> and how Don't anger... you love pl- that word? Pl- yeah, I love that That's word. That's such an My interesting favorite. word. It sounds like a made-up word. Lesbians. How did someone come up with that word? Oh, two women are together. Let's see what I can call it. How about lesbian? Yes. Because it seems... Well, they have a higher rate of spousal abuse in the gay-lesbian community. Yeah. So they seem... That anger. Yeah, they're very unhappy. Um, and then they do, tend to do more drugs and right. spousal abuse than the they heterosexual eat a lot, the, the women eat a lot of food. Yeah. 
Yeah, but listen, they can't help it. So don't resent them for it. They're going through exactly what we all have gone through. They hate their parents. Right. And, and because they're not dealing with it, Satan tells them, oh, you were born that way. And no problem. God mm-hmm. made you that way. It's not true. Yeah. So we have to not hate anyone because they are dealing with the same spirit that we are. So it's that anger that causes them to seek the same sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because they're not going to have sex with their mothers, so they go out and have sex with a lookalike. Mm-hmm. The same spirit. It's the same spirit. That's a good question. Uh, right here and then here and then there and we're done. I just want to address a point where I've actually been talking to my dad about it. I've noticed that there are actually more, there are a lot of people turning lesbian and gay and transgender and bisexual than people that are just straight. And and I was like saying sooner or later, because um, kids are watching TV and they've yeah. been putting lesbian people on TV and stuff. Yeah. And I've just noticed like maybe all like sooner than later, I don't know. Maybe people will. That's why we got to put families back together. Yeah. We got to bring back God's order so we can defeat evil. Yeah. Because if kids have good fathers and mothers who are together and they are living example, then when they go out into the world, they won't be deceived like that. Yeah. We got to bring back that order, and that's the family. And But yeah, there's still more straight people than there are. Yeah. It just it's looked just, like it. Yeah. But you're right in what you're saying. All right? Sorry. Yes, sir. So I uh, forgave my mother. This is your mother. first time here? This is my second time here. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, I you forgave, forgave your mother? I forgave my mother and my father. Um, I, it went well. Uh, I see the benefits that you talk about to it, and it's, it's been great. Um, Good, man. But when I did it, I did it. Uh, I took him to lunch, both at the same time. And uh, <laughs> my, uh, my father's kind of a weak man. He's kind of afraid to stand up to, to my mother. And uh, during the whole thing, he, like, was, didn't say a word. He was just, like, silent. And she was, you know, chirping away, like, being like oh, you don't need to do this. Like, <laughs> He was probably thinking, wow, that's nice. My son is doing this for me. <laughs> and uh, My so, son is saving me. But I don't feel like I've really had a strong return to, to, my, to my father. And so I'm wondering maybe I should try to do it again with just him. And, Have you and, forgiven him for his weakness? Absolutely. Okay. But, but I, you know, like I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I've come closer to him through, through the process yet. So maybe maybe there is still some resentment there. What does closest mean to you? You think it means? Oh, I don't know. Just like still walking on eggshells around them sometimes, you know. Oh, I see. Go and have a one-on-one talk with him. Ask him why didn't he protect you? Did he know he was being weak? See what happened in his life, and that would change it. Yeah, when you said that today, I was like, oh, I should, maybe, maybe it would be give him, better, give him some room for him to talk about yes, things. Yes, so. Absolutely. So give that a try. Okay. It'll work. All right. And, oh, James, you have one for me real fast. No? It's too late? Yeah. All right. He's controlling. <laughs> He's a troll. <laughs> Let me ask real fast. I got to do one only. Did you go at, right here with the white blossom. Did you go and forgive your mother? Um, no, I was thinking about doing that after today, after <laughs> this uh, church meeting. Yeah. I. I actually, I've forgiven my father, um, but my mom, not so much, because I feel like, in a weird way, like, I felt bad for her, because I think she victimized herself, because yeah. um, she was kind of a hot mess, and... Uh, hot mess! Hot mess alert. <laughs> um, yeah, she was a hot mess, and I, I kind of felt bad for her. Yeah. Even though I feel like she was a big source of a lot of my issues growing up. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I've never, like, formally forgave her. I've forgiven my father, um, but my mom, not so much. So you got to go. Yeah, think about that. And all your little insecurities would disappear. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it really will. Everything, and you could be yourself, not your mother. You would become you. That'd be great, because yeah. she has some negative traits, as lovely as a woman she is. Right. right. Yeah. And she's doing the best that she could do. Her mother did it yeah. to her. Did, um, uh, are you afraid to face her head on? Um, it makes me nervous, but I'm not really afraid. Okay. It would be the last time you ever be nervous. Okay. All right? You can go free, but there is no other way out. And the reason for that, because the family represents the kingdom of heaven. And you can't get into the kingdom if you hate your parents. Really. And she couldn't help herself. And don't say, Mom, I love you, but I want to forgive you. Don't, don't do it because you don't love her. Right? You can only love her when you stop being angry, when you drop that resentment. And so don't, don't sugarcoat it. Just be straight up with it. And then whatever she does is on her. But you will walk away free. Okay. And don't plan what you're going to say. Yeah. Wait until you get there. Yeah. All right. Nice. Any other questions for me? Uh, no, was what was it like for giving your dad? Um, See, she uh, said, um. <laughs> you hear See, it? it's normal. Right, it's totally normal. Um, yeah, so it's no big deal. Go ahead. Um, um. See? <laughs> it was, I, I, I think I felt bad for him, again, like I do my mother, uh, but... I don't know. I just, it was easy. It, it felt really good. I felt bad for him. I knew he had a bad childhood, and yeah. he was just passing it along to me. Yes. But I think he's kind of um, redeemed himself because he's tried his best, even though I think he still battles with, like, a lot of demons. Uh, I think he, he's trying his best, and I do appreciate that. And I feel like, for some reason, it was easy with my dad. I think we're kind of a little closer. Yeah. But, um I don't know. It was really nice. It was it was nice, and I think we're definitely like the closest out of all my siblings. Most men and women don't hate their father. They yearn for their father. They want their father's identity. That avoid that emptiness you have is come from not having that one with your father growing up. But most people resent their mothers, not their fathers. Yeah, that's true. And the resentment that they have for the father come from the mother. It's not their own resentment. Like his mother would tell him, "Your father's alcoholic, no good." He just, and he started feeling that way about his father because he, he identified with his mother. And so that's why, that's not his own personal anger for his father. Yeah, spot on. I definitely resented, like, my dad for a long time because I thought he was in the wrong. I felt bad for my mom. Um, I thought she was, like, tortured in a way. And uh, now I look back and I'm like, my dad was, like, trying his best to... Yes give me structure and give me a good life. And yes. my mom was just hot mess. So. <laughs> she was um, doing the torturing. It wasn't your father. Yeah. He just didn't know how to handle it. They both, I think they both might have had like weird relationships with their parents. So yeah. He's, he's married to his mother. Yeah. Amazing. You're on your way. Thank you. All right. I got to end. Right, Dave? Yes. I have to end. <laughs> Listen, it's so simple. It's not complicated. You've been lied to. All you have to do is to know within yourself that is wrong. You are wrong for holding a grudge against your parents first and against yourself. And the moment you know that you're wrong for doing that, 
your life starts to change immediately. And once you go and forgive, and then you're back to yourself. And it's better being you than it is being someone else that you resent. It really is. But that's all it takes. And then the Bible will become, a, when you read the Bible, it makes sense now. But because the truth is already in your heart, and so it's just going to testify to what you're reading. It'll, it, you'll just see. But you just got to go and forgive. And once you do, you're going to see that it's not about race. It's not about male or female. It's about good or evil, right or wrong. You're going to wake up and live your life. You're going to speak up. You can take it or leave it. Nothing is that important that it causes you to worry or trip out. No relationship is that important that you got to make a fool out of yourself for. It's just going to change. And then when you do get married, you're going to still have some disagreements, but it'll be with love and not with hate. And one last thing, do not ever, as long as you walk this earth again, never, ever, 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 ever feel sorry for anyone. We don't have a right to feel sorry for anyone. I know what you mean. I was that way too in that father state. We are no better than anyone else. And so when you feel sorry for someone, you think you're better, and you're even protecting them, helping them to stay in their hell because you just feel sorry for them. So you can't be honest. You just don't want to hurt them. We don't have the right to do that with human beings. All right? So don't feel sorry. You want to love them by being honest with them but not resenting them. All right? So don't do that. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I, um, let's see here. I recommend a silent prayer, and don't give up. Just start doing it. Go to the website, rebuildingtheman.com, or silentprayer.video, and also just do it. If everybody else stops, don't you stop. I've been doing it for 29 years now, and I can't even imagine not keeping that connection with my father within. Um, we need your support. Make sure you donate, tithe, and offer to it. we got a lot to do, so we need financial support. Don't forget the books and, and tapes and all that. And uh, radio show tomorrow, Newsmax TV and the radio show itself. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you all for coming. I do appreciate it. Amazing.